Welcome, friends, to my Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Chu, and each episode is designed to build your faith and help you discover your purpose in life. Now, enjoy today's message. Okay, section one, we are going to talk about movement. One of my favorite topics. All right, this picture is fantastic. It's not me, but it certainly could be. And it was the best picture that captured what was happening in the moment. Let me tell you a little story as we stroll down memory lane. I was a newlywed. Brian and I were in our new condo. And he says, hey, babe, let's pray together. And I was like, yes, this is great. Oh, I've been dreaming about this my whole life. So what do I do? I dim the lights. I cue the music. I light the candles. I put on the fireplace, grab my best fuzzy blanket, a little cup of coffee. And there I am all snuggly and ready. It's all vibey. It's perfect. And he walks in and he's just like, babe, what's going on here? I was like, I'm ready to pray. Isn't this great? And he's like, uh-uh, this is not how we do it. And I was like, come again. I'm not sure when I got married, I had been saved almost like two years. So I was fresh. I was a baby. I didn't know a lot. And he was just like, "Uh, uh-uh, this isn't how we do it. This is not real world. This little vibe that you're looking at, this is not real world. This is not the emergency phone call that you get in the car. This isn't the bad conversation that you have in the grocery store. He flips on all the lights, cuts the music, blows out all the candles. He's like, rise up, rise up. We do this raw. We do this just real and we do it authentic and there is no fluff, no bougie vibe. We are doing this and this is how we do business with the Lord. So this is ingrained in me for the last uh, 17 years from my husband. And so you can thank him partially for me bringing this to you. Why movement matters. First of all, it's obvious. I am, again, I am not doing rocket science here. I'm not sharing stuff you guys don't already know, but getting outside is wonderful. First of all, you're surrounded in God's creation. I mean, how can you not just feel the joy in God's presence when you're looking at nature and looking at, even if you're in an urban neighborhood, you can still see signs of the Lord and then sunshine and fresh air and all the things. It's good for you. It's good for you. So whether you walk and talk with God or not, I implore you to move your body and get outside. Okay. Bonus tip. Getting outside removes distractions. I don't know if you're like me, but like right now in my peripheral is my kitchen. There's dishes, there's laundry in the laundry in the dryer to fold. The house is filled with a million and one distractions. And it's, it's, I try to rise above it, but I'm sorry, I'm not that strong all the time. Getting outside removes me from the distracting situation and lets me focus and narrow and dial in with the Lord and, and just try it. It's, it's going to work for you too. Movement is a stress reliever. Hello. When your heart is pumping and your blood is flowing, the endorphins start moving and, and your mind starts to shift. Things start to happen in your body that you want and you should crave daily. Here's the fun thing about walking outside. It's a forward motion. You're walking forward and there is something scientific. I'll spare you all the geeky details when I research this, but there is something scientific when your body is physically moving forward, your mindset follows the muscle, your mindset follows the motion. And so what's ahead of you, your purpose, your potential, your possibilities, and what what's behind you, right? Your past, your trials, your troubles. It's 
very symbolic and it, it scientifically does something in your mind. So the action of moving forward is something that you need to include in your daily routine. The last thing I want to say is that this is such a beautiful opportunity to invite others to join you. You've got a new friend or an old friend or just someone you want to reconnect with. I have canceled coffee dates. I no longer do those. I very rarely, I need to get outside. Let's move. Let's cut the chit chat and let's do business with the Lord. And so what a fun thing to say, Hey, come join me while we do this. Here's the second thing. There are therapists and counselors around the world that have caught on to the power of movement during therapy and counseling sessions. There's something that can be quite intimidating when you're staring across the table and looking eye to eye in somebody. But when you go outside and you both are walking side by side and your eyes can go forward and around, all of a sudden the guards are let down and people are able to be more vulnerable and more transparent and more comfortable. And you're able to share more. And this is what happens when you walk and talk with friends, you go deeper. I tell you, you will go deeper with friends in 20 minutes than you would an hour and a half over coffee. And there are true therapists that have closed down their physical offices and they've got appointments. They say, meet me at the park at this day, we're hitting the trail. And this is a new way of people doing therapy. I don't think it's new, but it's becoming more popular. Let's just say. As I said, we're going to bounce everything back to the Bible. So here's what God has to say about movement in our lives. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That word draw in the Greek word means approach. Okay. We're talking about verbs. It means propelling towards something, moving from point A to point B. And so here's this. If we want God to draw near to us, which I do, right? I want to hear from God. I want him to move on my behalf. I want him to answer my prayers. Well, wouldn't it make sense that if we want him to draw near to us, that we should draw near to him too. It's a two, it's a partnership. And as we approach the Lord, his word promises that he's going to meet us. And that is a good idea. How are we going to move this? So what does it look like? Let me set the stage. You have gone through this workshop and you're like, okay, I'm going to walk and talk with God. What do I do now? Number one is your mindset. We are going to talk about making up your mind. And that is having this time with the Lord set apart daily becomes a non-negotiable. What's a non-negotiable? That means it's not up for debate. It's, it means you schedule your stuff around it. It means this is a permanent fixture in your day and you will do everything you can to make it happen. You need that mindset. Otherwise it's too easy to dismiss it and skip it. And one day turns into a week, turns into a month. Okay. So make up your mind that this is important to you and then keep that promise to yourself, make a plan and stick to the plan. How do you do it? Okay. I mentioned walking. This is my preferred method. And it doesn't matter if you're a fast walker like me, like I'm power walking as fast as I can, or if you're a smell the roses, lollygag kind of gal, there's no right or wrong. You being you. Do you have to walk? Absolutely not. Ride your bike, go for a run, hop on the scooter. It's irrelevant to me walk rhymed with talk. And so I thought it was cute. And that's the name I used, but you be you, you get to do anything you want. There's no uh, secret sauce in walking. It is just, I just want you to move and I want it to be outside. 
right? When is the best time to walk? I'm going to throw my hand up for first thing in the morning. It's just a fantastic way to jumpstart your day. I think there's something very special to making Jesus the first parts of your day to set the stage for the rest of the day, but that's not set in stone. Maybe your lunchtime is your best time. Maybe after work, maybe after dinner, you be you, you do whatever works for you, but make a plan and stick to the plan. Duration. How long do I need to walk, Mel? I don't have an hour and a half every day. Well, not a lot of us do, but five minutes is better than no minutes. So I don't care if you have to spend five minutes just going up and down your driveway. It's better than nothing. My goal would be 20 to 30 minutes for you. Physically, that type of cardiovascular exercise is good for you, but it's going to take a minute for you to just fully reap the benefits of the power and the presence of the Lord during this time. So 20 to 30 minutes is best. Um, warning, just, just a little news flash, heads up for you. The more you do this, the more you're going to want to do it. So you will have to extend the time allotted on your calendar and you will have to rearrange some things because once you taste and once you experience the power and the presence of the Lord daily, you're going to long for it and you're going to want more for it. I promise you. What to expect when you move, okay? Number one, obstacles and excuses. You are going to be getting ready to go out the door and you're like, mm, not today, I didn't sleep well, or I've got this deadline, or I've got something else coming up. I mean, I'm telling you, it's going to hit you hard and it's going to hit you fast and you need to be prepared to overcome those obstacles. Case in point is this picture. Meet my sweet friend, Annette. We've had a standing walking date for over a year. It's been amazing, but, but that's me. That's me next to her. Can you tell? I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's hard to tell why, because I've got this crazy scarf up to my nose and glasses and a hat. I had an obstacle. I was going through some issues on my face. I was having chemotherapy treatment, which basically meant I had like an acid bath on my face and I was forbidden to let this face see the light of day, meaning I couldn't have the sunshine hit it. But I was like, mm-mm. I got, I got to do business with the Lord. This is an obstacle, but I will overcome. And I, and I figured it out and I figured it out and thank God for global pandemics, global pandemics. I didn't actually look that weird, but I figured it out. That was an obstacle. This was important to me. I overcame the obstacle and you can too. That's my point. When you start walking and talking with God, you can expect to feel alive, awake, alert, present. You are just going to have all the wonderful feels when you're done. And it is worth it. It is worth overcoming those obstacles to get that feeling of joy. You're going to have a fresh perspective. You're going to walk out the door and maybe you had an argument with your husband. Maybe your kid was a little unruly that morning or whatever. Maybe you're facing a difficult situation. You spend some focused, dialed in time with the Lord, moving, getting the endorphins running and adding that to the spiritual side of meeting with God. You come back with a fresh perspective. You see people differently. You see things, situations differently, and you start responding differently as a result. This is the power of the Lord working in and through us. And why not take advantage? It is a free gift for us all. It's up to us whether we choose to receive it. Anticipation and expectation. You are going to shift from a victim struggle bus mentality to I am an overcomer, victorious, more than a conqueror perspective and the fighter 
in you is going to rise up and a problem's going to come up and you're gonna be like, no problem. God's got this. No problem. I can do this. I am able, I am equipped and anointed and appointed and all the things. And so that's exciting. That's exciting. And so this time that you're going to set aside to be with the Lord, you're going to be excited for it. It's not going to be a chore in Jesus name. It's not going to be a task. It's not going to be a check mark on your to-do list. It's going to be, I get to, I can't wait to, is it almost time for me to get to meet with the Lord? That's what this is going to be like for you. And I've said it before, the more you do this, the more you're going to want to do it. And the more you're going to be inviting your friends and you're going to be like, everyone I know should be doing this. And before you know it, you're going to have a whole prayer walk movement in your neighborhood. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I hope you do. Let's conclude movement enough. Let's move on from movement. But just to recap, you're going to get off the sidelines. You are going to not be a spectator to your very own life anymore. You're getting in the game. You're linking arms with Jesus and you are going to be a fighter and an active participant and a partner with God in your relationship with him. Flat out, straight up, you're going to feel better. You just are. That is a fact. That is a promise that if you get out moving and start spending time with God, you're going to be better. You're also going to do it because God said so. Not because I sat here and lectured you for an hour, but because the word of God says so. And what you do is you read it and then you obey it. That's called being a disciple of Christ. That's how we go from baby Christian to mature Christian. You're going to make a plan and you're going to stick to the plan. And obstacles and excuses are going to come, but you're going to be prepared and you're going to figure it out and you're going to do it anyway. Thank you, friend, for listening to my discipleship podcast. You can visit my website and send me your prayer requests and feedback. And to get more of my discipleship resources, visit our website at www.nowhope.org. Until next time, I pray that you will stand strong in your faith.